0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 13th episode of the Stack Weap podcast. Uh, in this uh, episode, we have with us Gaurav Agarwal, who's running his own consulting firm. And uh, today he's going to talk to us about what is GitOps essentially. I think GitOps is a concept that has been making a lot of strides in the last couple of years. And with also the whole ecosystem around Kubernetes exploding as well, I think GitOps is also. Uh, growing in popularity along with it, so we want to talk about what GitOps is, how it differs from whatever continuous delivery or continuous deployment practices that we have been doing and where we see it going ahead in the future. Hey, welcome Gaurav, would you like to introduce yourself first?
1: Hey Manoj, good evening, thanks for having me. Hey, like Manoj said, my name is Gaurav. I've been um, running this company called Agrawal Consulting for the past couple of years. Um, I used to work along with Manoj at Hotworks after that, shifted to um, Browstack and then Circle Labs. Um, pretty much, um, I work predominantly on Go these uh, days, but I've worked with different stacks across the, um, across different layers, um, worked on back front end, mobile, Um, So, I'm pretty comfortable with that. And one of the um, um, things which I specialize in is also towards automation and um, infrastructure. So, KitOps is one thing which I've been looking at. Um, um, I've been adopting very closely in the past projects which I've been working on. So, I'm happy to be here.
0: Uh, welcome, Gaurav, and I think uh, very interested to hear about your journey with Agarwal Consulting as well. Maybe that can be a future episode that we can do. So sure, coming, definitely. yeah, coming to today's uh, topic, right? So what is GitOps, uh, and what 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 does it mean to you uh, when someone says GitOps? So
1: the idea of GitOps predominantly is that um, you want to have everything related to okay so let me come to a, um, let me describe a scenario um, which i have faced in my projects before earlier which was uh, whenever we used to do deployments right we would come on we come across um, these scenarios that you have some um, scripts in the production system itself which will run along um, when you are doing the deployment to the production app so this would usually um, not be version control, this would usually not be um, revision. So you'd have changes based on each deployment done into the script before the deployment happens within the production environment itself. Um, So now that we have these Kubernetes-based deployments, um, the philosophy of Phoenix servers coming in where we don't tend to um, even SSH into our production systems. The problem kind of um, gets simplified in a way, uh, where we don't have these scripts managed um, to do a deployment of a new version of the service onto a server itself. Um, so that's where GitOps steps in. So with GitOps, uh, we we have everything that we need in order to deploy an application in production along with the source code of the um, service itself. So imagine if you have a bunch of microservices, uh, microservice A, B, C. Uh, so with each microservice, all all the steps, all the um, um, scripts, all the um, um, configuration which you need in order to deploy that service properly will be along with the repository itself. The idea then is that uh, with your CI CD server, when you do a git push onto specific branches, you can map those specific branches onto environments and then have the code deployed onto the right environment based on just git commands, like git merge and git push, for example.
0: Okay, so so I'm also hearing from someone who is not used to GitOps, right? It's putting everything in code and versioning it in Git and then using that to do deployments. I'm Seeing a lot of overlap with what we generally call as infrastructure as code, what we do with the Terraform, Packer, and so on, right?
1: Totally. So yep. to
0: make uh, to delineate these two aspects, right? What would you say is the major difference between something like Terraform, um, Packer, doing infrastructure as code as a practice for your continuous delivery, right? How is GitOps um, different
1: from them? So the GitOps is more of culmination of all these different. Tools, it is. Um, you don't tend to see them as um, auxiliary, rather, you tend to then see these services, see, uh, see Terraform especially as a um, complementary service to GitOps. So, with Terraform, which is a infrastructure um, provisioning tool, you tend to script, you tend to um, use the HCL, the HUS, um, the Um, HashiCorp programming language um, to describe your um, infrastructure itself. So that can be across probably um, AWS, um, DigitalOcean, or many other cloud providers, or even your own um, um, configuration or own um, server-based settings can be described using Terraform. So now Terraform give, gave you that power to describe your infrastructure. But now um, you still have the question of where do you run those Terraform scripts? Whether do you do you run from your own system or whether do you run from a CI CD system or um whether do you run directly on the servers, some of the production nodes itself. Right? So GitOps more as a philosophy comes in where it says that hey, um, you don't want to deploy onto production by running a specific script, or you don't want to change infrastructure by running a specific script on the dev machine. So this can lead to problems because each developer's machine can have slightly different configurations. Um, you could have some of the keys missing. You could have some of the um, scripts not being running in um, order, for example, and it can wreck all kinds of havoc into your production or your um, different environments that you have. Uh, so with GitOps, the idea is that you not only code the infrastructure you need, but you also code in. Um, um, to be frank, um, you would have a hodgepodge of YAML files as well as um, Bash scripts, even if you're deploying. Uh, if you, even if you're implementing GitOps from scratch, especially. Um, so. GitOps, the idea is that you have all these scripts and YAML files and any other um, infrastructure provisioning tools to, to play well together that um, whenever you do a Git push, um, your entire infrastructure and your services will change based on what you just pushed into Git. Um, so Git GitOps comes in like two different flavors. You can have either a pull-based deployment or a push-based deployment. Um, essentially, um, the difference being that when you do a um, pull, with, let me talk about the push-based uh, deployment first. So generally, when we, um, especially in, since 2010 to 2020, we have been um, building applications. With some CI/CD system in place, the CI system basically runs test cases which are defined in the source code along with the um, source code itself, and then um, deploys the code. Right. So this deployment can be even based on some um, triggers, external triggers like you press a button and then the code that gets deployed. Or you can take it to an extreme where whenever some um, code change, whenever the test test cases pass, you push the code onto the production server itself. So that's what GitOps talks about as well. So from your CI system, um, CI-CD system, you not only set up your server, you you not only run your test cases and validate whether your um, code works, you also build the binaries or the artifacts which you need for deployment and then ship them onto the production server as well as provision the infrastructure you need in order to make service
0: working okay so uh, to uh, just to uh, understand a bit so if i'm already doing a lot of this say um, obviously code is in repo and say um, Terraform is in repo obviously and uh, even uh, my CI CD pipeline configuration as say YAML that a lot of CI uh, sub- servers are supporting right now, right? is in code. And then I've set up pipelines which uh, then build and some tes- uh, set of tests and then deploy them to an environment where an environment could be an existing Kubernetes cluster or say provisioning some machines using Terraform, Packer and so on. Mm-hmm. If I already have all the setup, am I already doing the tops, would that be a fair statement?
1: Um, okay. One counter question to this: So, if you have all this set up, in order to get your um, code, which you just the code changes which you just made, to get to production, is all that you need to do is a Git push. If the if the answer to that question is yes, then yes, you are pretty much doing GitOps.
0: Okay, because uh, (laughs) a lot of setups that I've seen and I'm currently involved with also like is doing continuous delivery with. A very uh, similar flow, and everything is maintained in Git. Maybe uh, there are parts of it that are not in Git, like uh, for example, we use GoCD, and not every pipeline that is there in City is in Version Control because of how GoCD itself has evolved. Because it that wasn't uh, featured before. Yep. 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 Right. So, so, so what I'm hearing is it, it's like following that, uh, following everything in code, or everything version as a very strict uh, philosophy to follow and then making sure we are following it and making source code or the git repository as a single source of truth
1: I mean um, so you can think of it this way like the challenges which we solved with those pipelines right was mm-hmm. the problem that uh, we as humans we tend to make mistakes we tend we tended to uh, forget one of the steps uh, while we are deploying to production and we' see that is one of the uh, most common steps which are forgotten is that assets compilation, which would happen, uh, we might not be shipping them to the CDN. Um, and the users may find it um, that the initial load of the app could be slower, just because um, the assets are not um, dispatched to the CDN, for example. And this was very common. This was, um, these are like some of the, um, Ugly steps which we don't think of when we are deploying to uh, production, especially if we have a critical um, bug fix, which is uh, or a security release, which is going into production, we might miss out those steps. Uh, what GitOps, or rather the CI/CD itself, kind of came in and um, said that hey, you codify all of this in a way that any developer who has to deploy to production will automatically trigger all these steps. They don't even have to think about it. Um, so it's kind of like uh, moving from one click deployment, um, the idea of one click deployment, and making that click translated to Git push. It's as simple as that. Now, with uh, Kubernetes and clusters, the alternate idea with um, deployment was unlike push based deployment, where a push basically means that the CI server or the CD server, which is not exactly part of your infrastructure, which is not part of your production um, setup, is the one which is responsible for setting up the production server. Um, You can have an alternative where you can have a full based deployment as well. um, Your CI server is responsible only for triggering the test. Whereas you can have a pull-based deployment, where the the cluster, the production cluster itself, can detect any change. Like for example, if you have um, Kubernetes-based deployments, then you'll be relying on Docker containers. So you can um, check for any um, uh, push to the repository and push to either the Docker repository or even to the source code to check. If, to sense if there are changes, and then within the cluster itself, you trigger a process which updates the services.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that distinction that you talked about, uh, like making the one push, de- one click deployments, uh, which will then take it to production all the way to production, right? And replacing that with a uh, git commit equivalent. I think that uh, makes a lot of sense uh, to understand what GitOps means. But that also raises a question uh, that I want to ask is, if every Git commit is meant to go to production, then which means we are essentially following continuous deployment, right? But what yes. if I wanted to do continuous delivery, uh, where I think the main primary distinction is uh, we want to make every commit available for deployment, but not necessarily deploy them? And so uh, is, there, is uh-huh. that even an approach that people follow with GitOps? And if they do, how do they even do it?
1: OK, so there is kind of like a catch over there um, with the commit. Um, uh, with continuous uh, or continuous delivery itself, right? Where uh, the way you define a commit itself can be different. One is when you merge a PR onto a certain branch, let's say you had a long, if you're following the Git uh, branching model, you'll have a master branch which pretty much middles the production, and you'd have the dev branch or you'd have feature branches which would be merged into the um, master of production branch, exist, right? So if you have a model like that, um, a commit then would be defined as the merge commit itself. So in a way, each commit that you make onto um, the production branch would in turn actually cause a deployment. Um, so you are doing continuous delivery with the GitOps approach. The one thing though um, where GitOps would differ from continuous delivery would be, um, you don't necessarily deploy each progress on the feature. You, you deliberately create PRs and after reviews, when the PRs merge, especially for, um, with, the, with the approach which I'm currently following with my um, with my team right now, is that we ensure that master tracks to production environment, dev, develop tracks to develop environment staging and sandbox uh, those four envi- environments which we have. So each of these have their own Git branches. So these branches mirror the um, source, mirror the um, environments one is to one. Like they uh, they are responsible for maintaining the environment one is to one. The CI system which, which we're using is basically a circle CI. It's nothing fancy. Um, but with circle CI, what we are trying to achieve is that um, so with CircleCI, you have all the pipeline information also built in into the um, source code itself. So CircleCI uses this config.yaml. Um I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. So that's where one that's one place where it differs from GOCD. So with CircleCI, we can also say that hey, uh, for some of these branches, other than let's say master's, the four branches which track the environment for the other branches, don't run the deployment steps, just run the test cases. So if you strictly would follow continuous delivery, you'd actually have every um, commit in your version control system deployed onto your production. Whereas we don't tend to do that. Uh, we tend to restrict it by following the um, review process where each time you complete work on a feature you create a PR against, you actually test it out on sandbox environment. That is you just do a post push on the sandbox environment and the sandbox environment updates to whatever um, changes you need. And you can test out your code over there as a developer. And then um, as an individual, you can test your code over there. But then later when you want the entire team to get involved, you can create a PR against the develop branch. The develop branch is where um, We sort of like, um, this is more more of a controlled controlled deployment. We don't want every commit to go towards master itself. So we want to test out stuff in develop as a team, um, review it as a team in develop itself. And then from there, it gets promoted to higher environments like staging, which is um, um, for, it can also be called as a UAT environment, user acceptance testing environment. I mean, we release it to prod by creating a final merge commit from um, stating to pr- production to master branch.
0: Okay, so to understand it a bit more, so we would say for when we are creating a feature, we would have a develop branch, and then when we are ready to uh, deploy that to say a QA environment, we'll uh, merge it into a QA branch. In the say, would, would that so be A develop
1: branch, you'd mm-hmm. take a cut. And create your feature branch. That's the approach which I've been following in my team. Okay. Um, You can have your own flavor, though. Um, It's very well valid that you can do feature development on develop branch itself, and then merge it onto QA, and then probably um, then deploy it to production. And you can have any sort of um, um, approach towards this with GitOps. You don't necessarily have to um, stick to having four different environments. You, you can have um, whatever setup makes sense to you. But the final idea is that um, with production, you have any deployment to production always happens only through Git push. It does not happen through any, um, um, any um, script which a developer runs on their machine, essentially.
0: Okay, got it. So, one question that I had uh, when we were talking about everything being in Git, right, so what are the security implications and how are secrets handled in this scenario?
1: Totally, totally. So, yeah, Um, this applies both to push and pull based deployments um, with GitOps. The idea of secrets is you still don't manage secrets. We, as developers, we don't want secrets to be part of our source code, especially that um, You don't want every individual team member who has access to this code base to have um, production service access. So these can be sensitive secrets like um, AWS access keys, um, secrets and all that, right? Mm -hmm. The idea there is that you don't check in your secrets still. Um, You still use some third-party services like perhaps Vault, um, perhaps um, you can even use something like um, CircleCI's context, for example, to inject those secrets at deployment time. If you're doing a push-based deployment, um, whereas for a pull-based deployment, you can, of course, um, either pull the um, secrets from AWS key management store um, or even vault, even HashiCorp's vault works well, for example. So yeah, you still keep secrets away from the system. So that's the one place which actually requires um, manual updating of secrets by the developer itself. But yeah, I mean, that's the only place we can't really automate. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: We rather do not want to automate because of the implications it has. Um, the problem, though, um, so since we are on the topic of security, um, since we are on the topic of secrets, so the problem which can happen with um, push versus pull-based deployments is how you inject the secrets is different. So with push-based deployments, you can have your CI system inject the secrets into your, um, into your code. You can even um, deploy some of the places where you're using the secrets with the actual, um, you can have a placeholder, which can be replaced with the actual secret itself. Um, You can, with the pull-based deployment though, you don't um, tend to replace anything. Rather, you pull in the secrets at runtime. You, um, with Kubernetes secrets, um, the secrets deployment type, the secrets object type in kubernetes you can have secrets which can be updated in kubernetes itself though of course it does not restart the services you still would have to um, update the secrets and do your deployment so one of the tools which comes in handy um, especially with pull based deployments is argo hmm. i have not personally worked extensively with argo but um argo is one tool definitely which comes in handy um so this um, allows you to create pipelines which run on your Kubernetes cluster itself. So with pull-based deployments, the idea is that you have your CI CD uh, pipeline not running as an external service, but rather running some, it's something which is running on your cluster
0: itself. Okay, got it. So what I'm hearing is that uh, while both push and pull-based uh, mechanisms exist within the realm of uh, GitOps. Uh, the pull-based uh, method is probably a bit more secure, especially when handling secrets and so on,
1: right? Um, not necessarily. So, okay. So, the thing is, so if we are talking about vulnerability, mm-hmm. um, with, with, with the push-based deployment, your CI system itself becomes a um, vector of attack. It falls under the vector of attack. Um your CI system when you have it running within your cluster, um your cluster becomes invaluable. um any attacker which has any access to the cluster would probably have access to enough to do enough damage to your environment itself. so that's one thing which I have noticed as well um so especially this can be with um since we talked about terraform, right so terraform does require aws secrets um like, for example, if you're provisioning something on AWS, you'd require AWS secrets, which has the right sort of access to provision, let's say your database, um, to provision servers, to provision clusters, and all that. So that particular secret which you have, which you're injecting um, um, during a push-based deployment, can probably not have enough access or will not need enough access to do all those changes, like to provision a RDS instance, for example. Whereas with the pool-based deployment, the AWS secret, which would, which would be required within your cluster would have much more privileged access, would have uh, much more um, access to your infrastructure itself is one thing which I've noticed. So yeah, so there are definitely trade-offs with both.
0: Okay. So, uh, so my reasoning for saying that is, uh, because if you run uh, terraform apply from a developer environment, right? So mm-hmm. we the, say it's for a particular project, but a developer box, uh, the credentials that might be set up on a local dev box might, uh, with say a user credential might in most cases be Having a bigger uh, a set of permissions than what is needed for that particular Terraform apply. Right. But what I was uh, thinking when you said Git apply, a uh, Git pull mechanism is where something is happening from within the environment, the right? Cluster. Whatever yep. the app is going to need, whatever the app is supposed to access, only that access is already going to be set up within the cluster, right? So that is where I was coming at from. So when when you said um, the uh, pull mechanism is going to be within the cluster. I was thinking like access to secrets, access to the right uh, permissions, even if you think about in Kubernetes side, right, the uh, RBAC back configurations and such, right? They will be uh, to the right level that the app is going to require because that is what the app is also going to access. So that's where I was so, coming at it from.
1: So yeah, so in that way, if you're only um, thinking of at the app level, the same thing applies to both push and pull. But when you think of at the infrastructure level, especially with Terraform apply, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with both GitOps, with both push and pull models, you don't want to do um, the Terraform apply anywhere in your machine, in your dev machines. Mm-hmm. Rather, the Terraform apply moves to some other server. The question is, where does it move to? With push-based operation, with push-based deployments, you tend to have your Terraform apply, happen on the CI server. So CI server would have a privileged access to the infrastructure itself. So this can allow the CI server to create or um, destroy whatever resources it needs in order mm. to run your service. Mm. Uh, whereas with a pull-based deployment mm. the cluster itself can have elevated access because the cluster itself is responsible for um, making changes to the infrastructure. And this can be, um, this can also, this also brings into the question of the bootstrap problem, right? How, how does the initial um, pull-based deployment happen? Then? Hmm. So the initial pull-based deployment is usually manual setup um you do want you do have to set up the infrastructure to a level which can then do your uh, following pull based deployments Got it. but then the idea is still that um the server the cluster itself will have privileged access to your infrastructure, which generally does not bode well
0: okay, so um, you mentioned Argo and I think uh... A previous episode that I did was uh, discussion on the ThoughtWorks uh, TechRadar. Uh, as an ex you should <laughs> you're also familiar with it, right? So, uh, Argo is one of the tools that is there on the current uh, TechRadar as well. So, what other tool would you say is very popular in the GitOps space? How, how is the tooling around GitOps
1: uh, evolving right now? I mean, um, since everyone's moving to Kubernetes, Argo does make sense, especially. Um, it it works well with Kubernetes. Um, any other tools I can think of? I mean, um, the other infrastructure. Any other tools which can allow allow you to configure your entire infrastructure, your stack um, declaratively, is valuable. So Terraform comes into the picture. Um, Kubernetes YAML files, of course, um, helps. Um, what else does? Come in handy, Um,
0: and uh, there is flux as well, right? So I think
1: so. Flux CD um, is sort of similar to Argo itself, Hmm. in a way. So it actually ensures that the state of your Kubernetes cluster is the same as the one which you have declared in your um, CD pipeline in your in your source code itself. Hmm. So it uses um, so it's, it's it's the same GitOps um, principles which are being followed here, um, Flux does have an operator which which is deployment which is deployed within your Kubernetes cluster. So mm.
0: it,
1: it, it 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 is more closer to the pull based deployment mechanism than the push based deployment mechanism. In that way.
0: Alright. Since you have been following GitOps, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges with following following it? Or at least being very close to the philosophy of GitOps. Right? So, what did you find as the major challenges?
1: Um, one of things, apart from initial setup, I would say is the is the familiarity of the team with the um, infrastructure. So, with GitOps, since it simplifies um, infrastructure to an extreme level, that the only thing the other developers in your team require to deploy is a push. Yeah. The, familiar, the familiarity with the underlying infrastructure becomes constrained. Um, this can be at a team level. Um, this can differ team to team, but this is what I've seen. Um, this is something which I've tried to solve even through um, um, lunch and learn sessions uh, where I would walk them through the infrastructure, but um, it does become very unwieldy. So even though we have GitOps, right, we do tend to use a lot of um, glue code like YAML and bash scripts in order to make the entire infrastructure work. Um, you do need bash scripts at some point if some point of time um to even run the Terraform apply, right?
0: Hmm.
1: Um so that's one place that that's the one major pain point I'd say is of um, GitOps. Um the other things I think um it's also a plus in a way because it simplifies the infrastructure so much um, that the other, um, team members don't even have to think about it, but, um, this is something which you'd have to solve at a team by team level, uh, on a team by team basis. Yeah. That's pretty much the only, um, drawback I can see of it. Sure.
0: Um, so, and, um, With what you have experienced, with what you are seeing with uh, with how the tooling is evolving, how the Kubernetes uh, ecosystem is also exploding, right? So where do you see GitOps, say, one year down the line, five years down the line? Do you think everyone is going to move towards it? Or it's going to be just a few set of folks and few set of scenarios trying to implement it? Where do you see GitOps going?
1: I mean, all of us are doing some sort of push-based deployment at some point. Right. Hmm. Um, we do have all our infrastructure as a code. We have our um, um, service definitions, our um, replicas, all indicated within uh, Kubernetes YAML files. Hmm. Um, so in a way, we all are at some level closer to GitOps um, than we think. Hmm. We are probably a few steps away, at at most. Um, but the thing which I see though is the pull-based deployments. Um, um, so this is something which I'm looking into the crystal ball. Um, personally, I think pull-based pull-based deployments are they are more complex than push-based deployments, especially given that you don't have a separate CI/CD server responsible for setting up your application. Whereas with pull-based deployments, you have Everything, um, you have to do some manual setup in order to get your um, clusters up and then which can um, do the further deployments within the cluster itself. So you have the bootstrap problem. Um, You do have the problem also of the fact that uh, with push based deployment, you can have your um, CI-CD server isolated. You can actually have have it um, be responsible for managing your secrets, uh, for injecting your secrets right, uh, it does increase the attack vector. Um, um, you do end up paying for it as well. So with um, full-based deployment, you don't have a, a separate CI-CD server. So everything is within the cluster. You are already paying for it and you use the unutilized resources of your server to deploy the latest version of the server, to build uh, to build the artifacts and deploy the latest version of the Services which are running on. Um, um, get, um, so, in a way, yes, I would see more people adopting push based deployments than pull based deployments. Um, it does take a lot of um, knowledge of Kubernetes itself, a lot of knowledge on the operators itself in order to deploy, um, in order to have a pull based deployment. And the advantages of it are um, not many in my opinion. At least, I don't see many many um, advantages with a pool-based deployment.
0: Okay, got it. Thanks, Garo. I think uh, those are all the things that I wanted to ask from you. I think as the tooling matures also and it gets popularity, I think we also like to talk about one of the tools in detail, maybe in a future episode, based on how your experience has been and, if, and also to see if I have tried something in the meantime. So I think sure. But this covers uh, at a high level what GitOps is, what, or at least to understand when people say GitOps, what are they talking about and what is the general understanding about it in the industry. So I think uh, you pretty much addressed that part. Uh, any other questions so, um, from you?
1: Yeah, I think uh, one of the other tools which i completely skipped um, talking about was Helm. Helm actually comes in very handy, uh, especially when you're doing um, Git-based deployment you have your Helm charts which are in a public repository in a Helm repository which you can deploy to your cluster so yeah that's that's one thing which i sort of missed talking about but yeah that's pretty much it, i guess uh, thanks once again for having me manoj
0: sure thanks uh, a lot Kavaro. thanks for taking the time
1: uh, yeah bye bye